Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There will be games like that one. There will be days like that one raining all afternoon. There will be weeks like that. Everyone's got a brace for it. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins, the same place that you found this. National 7 Pirates 2, Johan Oviedo had no idea where any of his pitches were going, even his four-seamer. He was roughed up. He was chased. End game, okay? (laughs) End discussion about game. Those will happen. That's just all you do with that. If you go bigger picture, even just... Over the span of the series itself, great big plus for the Pirates. You'll take a 667 winning percentage in any circumstance against any opponent, let alone one in which you absolutely dominate them for two of those three games. You can go a long, long, long way in baseball at a 667 pace. So let's presume that it's just not that big a deal, right? All right, cool. Maybe what you want to ask yourself after an event like that is, how do they deal with it? What's their mindset? Uh, What's Derek Shelton saying to them? This, ironically, is one of those cases where all the stuff that Shelton said and did and how he acted after losses over the previous three years that drove you nuts suddenly reverts to a team's strength. He doesn't get super high after the W's, maybe you've noticed. Uh, You'll see him get a little demonstrative. Uh, That's just human on the field. He's hardly some pulse-free cadaver, which is one of the reasons that I used to uh, really snap back at people who would say, you know, he reminds me of John Russell or whatever. No, JR was actually that sedated. Shelton isn't. He just doesn't get rattled. He doesn't see any plus in showing anybody that he's upset if he is upset. And if he does, he's going to do it behind closed doors. And I have heard of several cases in which he did that. No small amount of fire and brimstone and no apology either, especially when it comes to fundamentals and effort. That's just, that's a zero tolerance area for him. He'll be as jovial and friendly as anybody 
but you might recall what happened when Rodolfo Castro wasn't running out grounders. Not only did he get in bad with the manager, he was on the next bus out I-70 to Indianapolis. But in this setting, even though you're not going to hear this from Shelton, I believe you're going to see him focus way, way, way more on how an individual performs or improves. And even within the team concept, continue stressing those types of things versus, wow, we won, yay, we're awesome, or oh no, we lost, it's the end of the world. You're just not going to see that from him. It's not even in his wheelhouse. Those two things just aren't there for him. Whereas, if he sees, uh, especially a younger player, execute an especially challenging bunt, like going against your body or someplace that you're not used to uh, putting that bunt, if they see you do something on the base pass, when I say they now, I'm including Shelton and Don Kelly because the two of them just go back and forth on this stuff endlessly. If you see somebody uh, that's in the perfect position for a cutoff throw or to back somebody up, even though it's not something that you'll necessarily catch on TV with the limitations of the camera, or even people in a stadium won't be paying attention to something that's way away from the play, one of those two guys is going to get it. And one of those two guys, most commonly Shelton, will find the player. Right there in the dugout. They're not going to wait for some special sappy moment in the clubhouse. Right there in the dugout and say, hey, I saw you there. That was that was pretty good. You know, nice awareness there. Way to pick up on that. That's, that's more of the style of manager that he is along with the type of person that he is. And it's going to be, I feel like, a much better fit for this entire roster than someone who is literally living and dying with every day's result. And I've got two reasons for that. One is that it perpetuates the culture that you want to have within the clubhouse, within the team. It's something that makes the veterans happy. The veterans can't stand when they see the younger players. This is in any environment not doing the right thing. And they don't want to have to police everything. They want and expect the manager to do that. If the manager is focused on the details, if the manager is focused on the individuals, even even now when you're sitting up there in first place, it's going to be a healthier atmosphere. Two, it really will become a better team. It's one thing to say, hey, Carlos Santana, what were you thinking there to try to steal? Although he's now got three of them with another one yesterday. You just you just get it. You just, you know, you know Carlos gets it. You're both aware of the situation. You might ask a question or something, but you're not going to go over there and say, hey, Carlos, never again. You, there just has to be an understanding. You know, same thing with Kutch, same thing with Rich Hill. But when you're talking about the younger players, you can still make them markedly better than they already are. To the credit of everyone involved in instruction, and this starts with Shelton, but it also goes 
to the pitching coach, Oscar Marine, yes, to the hitting coach, Andy Haynes, because when you're looking at Jack Sawinski blossoming into the type of hitter that he has being a lot more complete, not just a PNC Park only gimmick, you got to give credit to the hitting coach there. When you see Castro becoming more complete, taking pitches, drawing walks, that's to the credit of Haynes. That's to the credit of Shelton. That's to the credit of the people doing the work. Those kids make your team better. They contribute to your team getting better without you going in there and rah-rahing over wins and losses. It's just, I realize that a lot of this is self-evident, but some of it might not be uh, to everybody. This isn't football. No one needs to be firing everybody up. Manager just needs to make his players better. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. This segment's brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you aren't local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order. We're by noon today for Thursday delivery. Today's J1Q comes from Ed Fleming, who says, what exactly is Andy Haynes doing differently? I, I can't believe that the results are so drastically different if nothing has changed in the hitting program. First, Ed, I'll tell you what, Haynes' stance and what the team's stance is on this subject, and that is plain and simple. He hadn't had the players in his program, in his uh, watch, anywhere near long enough to make a substantial difference. I, <laughs> I'm i in a wait-and-see mode on this. Not to be stubborn, I, you've been following my stuff, I I, I for the longest time in both written form and and here on the show. So I know you know this. I'm not adverse to changing a stance. I'm not adverse to reacting to new information and just saying, hey, whoa, man, I was just completely wrong about this guy. But I'm in a wait and see mode. There are things that I like about the team and the hitting approach from a collective standpoint. To me, that's always the biggest feather that you can give. 
to someone in Haynes's position because it shows there's a commonality. There's something that they're learning. All of them are learning to an extent from the hitting coach. That's good. You want there to be a team approach. That's something that Haynes has talked about. That's something that hitting coaches forever have not only talked about, but also taken a lot of pride in. But as I was saying in the first segment today, the focus still has to be on the individual. There can't be a one-size-fits-all. There's no way that you can look, for example, at Jack's swing and Jack's approach and then factor Jihuan Bay into the same conversation and go, well, we're just going to do the same thing with him. No, man, watch them. They have virtually nothing in common. And then on top of that, to say, well, I'm going to be here for Brian Reynolds, who you would figure is the most finished of all finished products in terms of, you know, who he is and what he is hitting from both sides and everything. And it was Reynolds who asked for Haynes to come and join him in the offseason and do extra work and to be there for him, to be right there on the cage. And you saw the way Reynolds entered the season, eating a little bit of a fall off since then. He's kind of getting back on the horse now. But that was another feather, and there have been a bunch of them. So I, I get what you're asking, Ed. You want to know if there's something that Haynes changed toward how he does business. And the answer that the team gives, to repeat, is that he's just had these guys under his watch longer. What they're not going to say, that I can say, is that he also has better hitters now. You know, never really overthink this stuff. He doesn't have his, you know, Yoshi Tetsugo dying every time he steps into the box. He doesn't have his Josh Van Meters and all these other guys. He doesn't have a situation where on any given night you really genuinely thought that Michael Chavis was your best chance to produce some offense. There are people who know how to hit in this lineup. But I'll share this one with you as well before calling it a day here. Haynes has done quite a bit of work with Kibrian Hayes, too. And Hayes is a different case because the Pirates know and Haynes knows and Key himself knows that he's doing pretty much everything right at the plate. He is murdering the ball. He has one of the better, more consistent, more importantly, exit velocities in all of baseball. But it tends to go right at people. Now, you can talk and I can talk about launch angle and hoping that he puts it over more people's heads. When he does hit the ball within the infield, he hits it with such force that he's a double play candidate. When he hits it into the outfield and it doesn't go high enough, as we saw over the weekend again in Washington, it'll go as a screaming liner right to an outfielder. But all of these individuals also know that over the course of 162 games, way more of those balls will do damage than what they've done so far. There is a great evening out process in the world of baseball, and you can't do anything about it in either direction. Part of Haynes' job is to make sure that he is aware of that, and that he doesn't get down about it. The two of them talk a lot and Key's chin is still very much up. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. 